November 15th, 2021. Seven questions for Roblox Analyst Day as we assess coming metaverse competition. The word metaverse is perhaps the most overused and misused term in 2021. As we exit Q3 earnings, the number of companies with plans to quote, build a metaverse is mind boggling. Even if their definitions or interpretations of the metaverse have little to no attributes of that always on 3D interactive space with a functioning economy where the whole world can gather at once with their chosen identity. In reality, there's one public company that has truly delivered the building blocks resembling such a place. That is Roblox. Whether or not there will ever truly be a quote metaverse is not something we will argue. However, we strongly believe we will move on a continuum in that direction with an increasing amount of time in 3D space supplementing our current physical and internet experiences. With Roblox's substantial lead in delivering this vision, we said in our Roblox direct listing primer that Roblox was, quote, a category-defining platform of the future that, quote, could be a multi-hundred billion dollar company. Since then, the company has continued to execute and its user base and monetization has grown through the ease of COVID-19 restrictions, which is reflected in Roblox's stock price performance since the listing. However, with that success, the stakes have gotten higher over the past several months. Metaverse hasn't only become a buzzword. Tech giants, entrepreneurs, and venture capitalists have become more keen to the opportunity and are investing significant time and dollars into carving a role in this future. We believe there ultimately will be several winners in building this infrastructure, and Roblox has a chance to be at the top. Nonetheless, Roblox's ultimate place in the ecosystem is far from determined. Tomorrow, Roblox will hold its first investor day. We have tried to identify some of the key interrelated questions for Roblox management that we believe will help investors decide just how valuable Roblox can become. Question one, what will be Roblox's metaverse identity? When we think of Roblox today, we cannot help but loosely compare it to the AOL of the early 1990s. That AOL was a packaged, self-contained preview of the internet we would come to know in Web 1. Today, Roblox is perhaps a preview of the coming next version of the internet, which will not live alone on any one platform. The AOL comparison ends there. While AOL faded from existence, we do not believe that will be the case for Roblox or even close. Instead, we see it as being an important platform in an open metaverse. And yes, we believe there will be centralized platforms in the next phase of the internet. Roblox's technological infrastructure supporting a strong virtuous circle between UGC and now professional developers and users is going to give it a hand in building this next chapter, especially as that infrastructure allows for far more lifelike experiences and social interactions. 
The overarching question in our mind is exactly how much of time spent in the quote metaverse is on a Roblox platform versus coming competitors, especially those that have been more public about their ambitions like Facebook or Meta and Epic, never mind all the private companies building capabilities like Sandbox and eventually on the open internet. There are several questions with which we follow that drive towards that conclusion. But the first question we want to pose to management, as it influences the outcome of other strategic questions, is what do you see as Roblox's identity as we move towards the metaverse? Today, Roblox's identity is very much tied to the majority demographic of its user base, global tweens. This is true even as the platform is gradually aging up. Roblox could be a massive company even by only dominating its core demo. We outlined a comparison to Snap in our Roblox initiation. However, we believe Roblox's ambitions are much bigger. That Roblox believes its future identity will be the dominant platform in the metaverse. We certainly took notice when CEO Dave Buzucki casually mentioned his, quote, vision of getting a billion people on the platform during RDC. Question two, how significant is the moat from Roblox's unified tech stack? Building anything resembling a, quote, metaverse is hard. It pushes the boundaries of what is possible and will continue to do so as we move along the continuum to that place of photorealism with unlimited participants and a true economy, let alone when you're building the entire platform. We only have a cursory understanding of Roblox's technology stack and how it works. But what we do know is that over the past 17 years, Roblox has built every individual piece of its ecosystem and figured out how to weave it together and that it owns virtually its entire tech stack. CEO Dave Bezucki does a good job of explaining the quote technical breadth of what Roblox has done in the beginning of Roblox's first Roblox Tech Talks podcast. Roblox has 50 plus tech teams working on things like game engine design, avatar and identity, client applications that run on any device under any conditions, tools for anyone to build an experience from novice to professional, real-time data centers and servers, etc. Roblox then needs to keep the platform safe, especially as it is dominated by younger demos. It is clear to us that this infrastructure is Roblox's number one advantage right now, and that technological innovation, the canvas and tools that Roblox give its, gives its developers, is going to be the largest determinant of Roblox's place as the metaverse evolves. We look forward to hearing about coming technical advancements and how they will strengthen the platform. However, what we are most interested in understanding is management's view on the durability of their technology lead. More explicitly, Mark Zuckerberg said he will spend $10 billion in 2021, quote, building the metaverse, scaling that spend up significantly in the years ahead. Plus, it has massive infrastructure supporting its existing products.
But is expenditure enough? Or does it take time and user experimentation to build the infrastructure? On the flip side, are the technical challenges too large for smaller purpose-driven 3D interactive platforms to emerge anytime soon? Question number three, does Roblox need to age up faster? Roblox has a strong developer user flywheel in place in its core demo, especially in the U.S., with lock-in enhanced by the social network and identity aspects of Roblox. That flywheel is gradually aging up. On the Q3 earnings call, the company noted 28% of its top 1,000 experiences have more 13-plus-year-old players than younger, up from 10% last year. Meanwhile, the 17- to 24-year-old cohort is its fastest growing, albeit off a small base. Unsurprisingly, the aging up process is primarily occurring adjacent to Roblox's historical core demo. Users are sticking around as they get older and or becoming creators as they get slightly older. In a vacuum, we would think this process continues and plays out over years of time. Sure, there are one-off events that happen on Roblox that are introducing older demos to the platform. The company has highlighted the Gucci experience. However, there is an obvious chicken-and-the-egg issue that is likely impeding a flywheel from starting around those older demos. When they are done with the Gucci experience, where do they go? There is no social network to keep them on platform and likely limited experiences that appeal. Meanwhile, coming platform competition is looking to make inroads into other demos, especially the next place Roblox is moving. In a recent interview, Zuckerberg said his, quote, North Star demographic for Meta's efforts is, quote, young adults 18 to 29. As Meta gets its ecosystem going, Zuckerberg plans to weave 3D Interactive and the new identity layer into his family of apps in addition to the dedicated Horizon. We believe Epic will truly unleash its UGC platform, Fortnite Creative 2.0, in the next 6 to 12 months. Fortnite still has a player base that sits slightly older than Roblox Core. While we believe everyone will move between platforms, we wonder how much the competition can impact Roblox aging up. That begs the question, can Roblox age up even more quickly? And what does it need to do to expedite the process? Like other questions, a big piece is going to come down to Roblox's technology slash platform innovation and the tools that developers have to make experiences with older appeal and to help older demos build a social network. Of recent innovations, we are most excited about Voice, also a 13-plus only product, which we believe will make it substantially easier to meet new people on Roblox and to create more life-realistic experiences slash use cases to bring older demos on board and get them to stick. The other is developer incentives. Question number four. Should Roblox delay profits to invest more aggressively 
in developers slash creators. Roblox has thoughtfully built an incredible economy. Thousands of creators are getting paid as they build the experiences and identity layer for Roblox users. And it isn't just UGC creators anymore. Professional studios are emerging who, along with meaningful venture capital investment into the sector, including Lightshed Ventures, believe they can become sizable businesses. User and AppDAO growth have played a large role in getting to the $500 million of developer exchange fees Roblox will pay this year. However, Roblox has been moving the percentage it pays out higher, reaching 20% of bookings for the first time in Q3, up 300 basis points year over year. Roblox promises to continue to move payouts higher as it finds efficiencies in its business. However, we wonder if Roblox should be investing even more heavily in its developers. Roblox does have plenty of dollars with which to work. It is run, running EBITDA margins in the mid-20s with high free cash flow conversion and a strong net cash position. At this point in the industry's development, with such a large opportunity ahead and coming competition, investors would not blame them. One way to solve that chicken and the egg issue with aging up would be to financially reward creators who make experiences for older demos. Right now, UGC creators aren't going to build these experiences as they develop what they know. Professional developers are going to fish where the fish are. Investing against content that doesn't generate immediate returns is not out of the Roblox playbook. Roblox is already wisely investing in devs that don't generate bookings but help its ecosystem flourish with premium payouts. Regardless, it is possible that competition forces Roblox to push up payouts faster anyway. Tim Sweeney is a wild card. While he won't be reckless given Epic's designs on a public company, it is clear he is playing the long game and wants the metaverse to build out as quickly as possible. He has undercut competitors in the past and is of course the lead voice in fighting Apple for excessive take rate. It will be interesting to see how the economics are structured when Fortnite Creative 2.0 launches and the effect on Roblox. Question 5. How does Roblox shepherd brands and media companies onto the platform? How big is the advertising opportunity? Brands and media companies need to be on Roblox, and Roblox needs IRL brands and media companies. Brands have to find consumers wherever they are and need to move with them. At the very least, hard-to-reach tweens are on Roblox. The 3D interactive platform also allows for brands to more deeply and meaningfully engage with consumers than other mediums. Then, there are digital commerce opportunities that should give the ability to connect to offline sales in a unique way. For Roblox, there is not only direct financial rewards, but the presence of IRL brands and media deepens engagement on platform and can bring in new users and demos as it did the Gucci experience. 
There are several questions we have regarding how this will unfold, but the overarching questions for Roblox management are 1. How does it shepherd brands into Roblox? And 2. How exactly it monetizes and how big is that monetization opportunity? The first step is getting brands to understand 3D interactive space and how to use it. They had enough trouble going from print and television to digital, and that was roughly the same format. To date, Roblox has taken a more hands-on approach in matching brands with developers and studios. However, that is not sustainable. A scalable system for educating brands about the metaverse and helping them to build slash find developers should be revealed tomorrow. We do not think direct monetization is important at this stage. It is most important to get brands to build a presence, understand the metaverse, and for best practices to develop. We assume Roblox will message that they will play the long game when it comes to monetization. To the extent that brands choose to directly make money on platform, especially through the sale of digital assets for avatars, like Vans and Gucci did, they will take a standard cut. In time, as brands get comfortable and eventually reliant, there are plenty of ways to monetize. Connecting brands to third-party experiences for promotion will also be important, and we are curious to hear how this will unfold. For one, there are UGC experiences being built around brands, especially media properties. Squid Game is the best example. We wonder how Roblox can be an intermediary in helping brands to benefit from UGC creations, maybe by helping brands put digital assets in place to help creators build better experiences, or to utilize brand assets as part of a larger slash undedicated experience. On the flip side, we would like to hear how they control piracy when brands slash media companies don't want their content on the platform. The YouTube problem. Then we hope to hear about how Roblox will facilitate more, quote, intentional connection between established experiences and brands. Will ad units become available inside third-party experiences? What theoretically will they look like and how do splits happen between devs and Roblox? We know Roblox has religion on monetization not disrupting the user experience. Finally, the road to physical e-commerce. Is this even a near-term possibility? How does this become both natural and differentiated in 3D interactive space? And Roblox, being such a closed platform, does not interact with the web, except for the ability to promote socials to users 13+. plus. Will that change to facilitate commerce? Question 6. Will Roblox become interoperable with other platforms? At the outset, we spoke to Roblox becoming a dominant platform within the metaverse or along the way to the metaverse. The presupposition is that at some point there will be a linkage between platforms and other destinations, the way there currently is on the internet. And on top of that, it presupposes that identity, or avatar, and other digital assets will be able to travel freely between platforms and destinations. In his meta-rebranding interviews, Mark Zuckerberg has been vocal about ensuring this interoperability. 
This is a difficult problem as standards and protocols need to be developed for everything from file formats to physics, etc. Our question to Roblox is whether they are open to this interoperability between platforms and how long it would take to get there. It is a tough question for Roblox. Today, Roblox is essentially a walled garden and its own standards on its own tech stack is what has made its UGC platform scalable. To what extent does changing standards to conform with others undermine this effort? If everything becomes standardized across 3D interactive experiences, does that erode the technological lead Roblox has built? Whether or not we drive towards a connected metaverse, Zuckerberg is right about one thing. Consumers will expect their digital assets to move between 3D interactive spaces. Consumers are not going to want to create different identities or avatars in different places, like there aren't different versions of us depending on where we are IRL. Well, there may be. And forget about identity. If I spend money on something, I want the freedom to bring it with me where I want, when I want. Can you imagine telling a proud new owner of a bored ape or crypto punk he or she cannot use it in his or her Twitter profile pic? Our guess is there will be a consortium that will figure out these standards and protocols. In a classic prisoner's dilemma, the major companies building towards metaverse will be forced to participate. Question 7. What role will AR and VR play in the metaverse? Mark Zuckerberg revealed Meta with a video. In it, he showed us and described a place where we live, work, play, and work out in the metaverse, principally experiencing the world through virtual and augmented reality. We wanted to ask Dave Pisaki what his vision for the metaverse would be if he were to make his own video. How would it intersect or diverge with Zuckerberg's vision? And what role would AR and VR play? Zuckerberg has been interested in virtual reality for a long time. He bought Oculus in 2012. However, we suspect his sudden move to bring it to the forefront has a lot to do with his troubles on his largest platforms. Zuckerberg learned that despite his scale in a mobile world, he is at the mercy of the mobile operating system, iOS and Android. If VR and AR are indeed, quote, the successor to mobile, he will control the operating system. Nonetheless, we are more skeptical of VR. Yes, VR can provide a sense of presence that is otherwise impossible without being in physical space. However, we believe it is simply too isolating from the rest of the world and uncomfortable in a variety of ways, even as headsets have improved from the first time we tried one. It may be the next major computing platform after mobile. However, unlike mobile, we do not see it becoming the dominant one. We believe it will be an arrow in the quiver for consumers. In circumstances that absolutely benefit from or require VR, consumers will use it. But that will be an exception. We are more sanguine about AR and the ability to create mixed reality.